This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Backlash episode of the BCP. I don't know how special it is, but I'm excited to be talking to you guys about it. Right now, you guys are listening to Metalingus, of course, the cover of Edge's theme by my good friends, and it lives at Breeze. Guys, thanks as always for letting me use your tunage. Check them out, a little shameless promo here on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And guys, let's get right to it, uh, just like WWE did, and talk about this Backlash pay-per-view. Welcoming to the show, the Good Brothers, and making his return, long-awaited return to the show. Um, you're either Wittis or you're not. Oh, I, I, I ruined it, man. You're either Wittis or you're against us. And please welcome back to the show, the Andy Smart, Mr. Matt Wittis. What's up, bro? How are you? Hey, yo, let's go. Glad to be the bad guy for a good reason. And uh, that was right up where with a Biff Tannen from uh, <laughs> Back to the Future. Make like a tree and get out of here. I, yeah, I botched it, man. I botched it coming out the gate. I'm like, you know, I'm getting it away from... It still works. Grammatically, yeah, it works, Rob. That's You're right, fine. Henry. We keep it real here. You, you, you know, no scripts. You could have no-sold that. You would have been fine. Yeah, just got, just got to go to the next move, all right? And, of course, always happy to welcome back the goodest brother, hashtag you know why, the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com, late champion, Mr. Bill Bodkin. What's up, bro? How are you? Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about Adam Cole and FTR and New Japan coming back. Uh, dude, MLW, uh, DAZN, it's going to be an awesome podcast today. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. I, I mean, you joke, Bill. You joke, but... Uh... Look, like we we keep it very positive here. We always try, but we've been all over the place these past couple months. Uh, you know, we we've been diving into topics all over the place. We've been keeping it very very real. Um, you know, the, I'm not excited about this pay per view. I'm just going to put it that way. I'm not trying to knock anyone, any of the talent, any of the the writers or anything going. But I look at this card, um, and I'm saying, is, is some, this you could knock some of the writers? Well, I mean, yeah. Do you want to open with that, Bill? A little bit of news going on i don't know if it, in a way it's kind of them waving the white white flag with just kind of this lack of interest in, in as far as i'm concerned in the product uh tell us what you saw on twitter uh, a couple hours ago oh, i just been making fun of instagram but anyway <laughs> uh so yeah it was it was just announced um still recording this like quarter to nine on thursday almost a friday but time is flat circle yeah. as matthew mcconaughey once said um it was just announced today that uh, a few hours ago that the their, the creative team in WWE is being consolidated, that uh, Bruce Pritchard will be head of both Raw and SmackDown creative. Paul Heyman will be uh, now focused on his in-ring um, role. So look for that, uh, that big-time 24-7 title run from Paul Heyman. Um, it was ironic because one of our pop break uh, uh editors uh, sent me a, a LinkedIn job <laughs> for the head writer of SmackDown. He's like, you should apply for this. I'm like, wildly unqual- underqualified, but thank you. Uh, so yeah, that job. Anybody else? Uh, <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing after that. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so the Raw and SmackDown creative team 
those are have been uh, combined into one. Sure, why not? I don't know why, but yeah, we have this pay per view. I feel like if they had given it another week, I guess they didn't want to run into Father's Day. But I didn't think that's two weeks away. I don't know. Yeah. Again, yeah. math is not my strong point. Um, is yeah, you could have waited another week or two to build this up, but uh, we're here, so I guess we got to do it. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy. And and again, like we we talked about it before we went on the air. Like it's, you know, it, it's a different time right now. We all know that this bizarre world that we live in, this new normal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, you know, we always talk on the show about how, you know, we don't like to pit all these companies against each other, but we kind of have to at this point. You know, we talk we talked about Double or Nothing. There's a lot more enthusiasm going into that. Even in NXT in your house, a lot more enthusiasm going into that. I look at this card and, I mean, even just the matchups themselves, I'm not interested in the styles of the matchups, the number one contenders in certain matches, the build leading up to this. I, I didn't see, we talked about earlier off air, I'm looking for Seth versus versus Alistair, a match that I was excited for. You know, we'd seen it already, but on this grand stage here, and I don't see that officially, so maybe that is on the card, and I just don't see it. But again, uh, a little underwhelmed here. We'll see what they do with it. Hopefully they have some tricks up their sleeve. Um, but as always, let's get into well, it. Go ahead. There's a big reason for that, because, I mean, Matt, I'm sure you agree, is that, you know, double or nothing, there's, you know, four big pay-per-views a year for AEW, when NXT is maybe six yeah, maybe a little bit more. Sense. I mean, you're like, but you know, NXT is under the WWE banner. I mean, we went from you know Money in the Bank to NXT to to Backlash. It's just a lot of content that's on top of each other, and there's not a lot of room to develop a, like good storyline. And I and I, I almost I almost feel like WWE right now would be a little smarter to just. Maybe chop a pay per view off before SummerSlam and let do a little, some bit, big, bigger storytelling because it's like right now it's just like it, it's you're burning people out and you're reusing people and, and it's like for like three weeks we had Ricochet and Cedric Alexander hot and heavy in the tag team division and now I don't know where they've been for the last month or two you know it's just like there's not a lot of consistency. No, that's that's never been their strong point over the last couple of years is. All right, what kind of build we got? They're building for cards in two or three weeks that we're used to, uh, at least from you know back in our day. Yeah. Watch them do it over the span of three months, two to three months, where they're 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 chasing each other back and forth, but they're not actually touching. Now you're having they're in the ring with each other every week, and then why do I care about the pay per view now? Now it counts in the last three times it didn't count. It's a just generic day. Any any two people on a card. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's no there's no catharsis. There's no payoff. There's no build. Yeah, and, and, and NXT. If we just want to keep it WWE centric, centric, I should say. We were talking last week. There there was a build for a lot of this stuff. There was a payoff for a lot of that. Like there was a the catharsis. Yeah, you know, and and they can do that in WWE, but they're just racing to just put out more content constantly. Yeah, I mean, you guys ain't wrong, and I'm glad we addressed it coming out of the gate, you know. We always keep it very positive. We're thankful that we have some wrestling to watch and some entertainment to watch, especially in this, this lack of sports world we're living in right now. Unless you guys want to talk about golf, you know, that's coming back uh, strong right now. Uh, I don't know a lot about golf, so let's uh, let's dive into the pay-per-view card here. As always, we start with ladies first here on the BCP. Let's start with a Raw Women's Championship match. Of course, we have the champ Asuka versus Nia Jax. 
Well, Bill fell asleep, so we'll throw it over to man. This is going to be a rough one. I'm not trying to bash this paper. Uh, Matt, uh, go ahead, bro. Well, um, prediction-wise, I see this getting put on Naya. Okay, really? I do. I I see it getting put on Naya because, and uh, there's some tinfoil, some mental gymnastics going on under the tinfoil hat here. Um, it's like some Simone Biles shit going on there because that's, that's, yeah. that's high level gymnastics if and again people lament that she's always at the forefront she's always at the you know at the top if they're going to end up throwing this to Charlotte again in the next couple months then who do they think they're going to get more positive reaction out of her beating Asuka or her beating Naya, who a lot of the fans have soured on for a multitude of reasons. It's it's that sort of... I'm, I'm trying to get into the thought process of the um, creative team. Uh, one, one member in particular, I think we were going to see that earlier. Goldberg ends up with the title. Why? Because whoever takes it off of him, or actually taking it off of him, would... They've probably gotten Roman less blowback from some of the fans. It's the same idea kind of recycled. I think we've noticed over the years, over the last 40 years, if Vince has an idea, he's going to keep going after it over and over and over again until he feels he can make it happen. Ask Paul Burchill. I got you. Oh, deep cut. Yeah. For him and his... Weird sister. That was, <laughs> that was an angle. Which was supposed to be Ken Shamrock until Ken Shamrock said, what, Rob? Uh, I'm, wait, yeah. I'm Ken fucking Shamrock. I'm not doing this. And um, that was years later, too. Yes. yes. Go ahead, Bill. Your thoughts, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very conceivable for them to put it on Nia Jax. However, like, at the same time, like, they really, I watched Ron, they really hid every mention of Nia Jax until the very, very end of that show. Um, I think with just the sheer amount of time she's injured Kyrie Sane, that might have changed direction for them. I also think the Becky Lynch announcement might, may have changed stuff because I would not have been shocked if you had seen Nia been the next challenger for Becky and then she takes it off Becky. Uh, but I think it's going to be Charlotte. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be Asuka who's going to win, and Charlotte will win at SummerSlam because that's become the hot feud that you can keep going back to because there's a lot of stuff where I think Asuka's never beat Charlotte, so here's this big feud. I think Charlotte's going to move away from NXT. I think you'll see a number one contender match in there between her and Ray Ripley. Or so when we have that, pre-SummerSlam uh, takeover it's going to be Rhea and Io Shirai straight up so I think it's going to be Asuka beats uh, Nia Jax and then we move on to because I think it would it'd be too quick to bounce it off of Asuka who has been she's been the MVP of WWE during the whole pandemic she has really flourished more than 90% of the roster because she's just taken on this gonzo personality that people just love and she's a highlight of the show and I think to take it off of her right now would really handicap would really kneecap 
uh, one of their hotter commodities, whereas Nia is like, they've done this before with her, where they're like, it seems like she's going to win, and then she just loses. Um, I'm not a Nia Jax fan, mostly because of the injury stuff. Yeah. And lots of other reasons. But um, mostly just the fact I still don't think she's 100% there uh, in the ring. Uh, so I think it's going to stick on Asuka, and we eventually get a program where it's going to be Charlotte and Asuka at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think there's more money in that than in um, Nia and Charlotte right now. Very well said, and I wish I wish you know we're gonna have to upgrade to that around the horn type style here on the podcast. I throw a bunch of points over on Bill's uh, scoreboard over there. I like I agreed, you know, copy and paste a lot of what you said here, um, just in terms of Oscar specifically, her momentum, having that emotional moment with Becky, the way she got the title, riding this wave of momentum right now. Um, I definitely see Oscar retaining here. That's my pick, and I. Don't think we're going to see a lot of title movement on this pay-per-view. Speaking of which, let's move forward to the United States Championship match. Apollo Crews versus Andrade. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big Apollo guy. I've been a fan for a long time. So happy to see him win this title. I don't see him losing losing it this quickly. Um, do you guys think any differently? Let's throw it back up to Bill. It's interesting. Um, I... I think uh, Apollo is going to retain, and I think a lot of that's going to be due to a blow up between him and Angel Garza, because we keep seeing that happening. Um, you know, we've seen the hot potato of the title before, but it, it's not like if this was Kevin Owens and Andrade, because Kevin Owens has held the title before. It's like Apollo's thing was like, he finally has it. And for him to lose it right out the gate, I think, would just be a bad call. Because uh, I think Apollo is another, another char- uh, character, I guess, for lack of a better term, that has really risen, uh, his stock has risen during the pandemic, which is great. Good, great interview, hardworking guy. I'm glad he's getting his time. And I think he, he needs this run. Do I think he holds it? You know, six months, probably not, but I think he gets out of this pay-per-view beating Andrade, and eventually we have an Andrade-Garza feud, and I don't really know who's the good guy in that one, but I think that's where we're going to see it go for right now. Yeah, I agree. Matt, your thoughts? Uh, For similar reasons, I'm going to go with Apollo on this one, too. Um, Again, this this is a feud, this is something that probably should have gotten to this point a few months earlier, but between injuries, suspensions, pandemics, and all these other little inconveniences, uh, have kind of, have kind of brought it back. And uh, Apollo is a guy that always seemed like they were doing the start stop with him, you know, let him win so that you know that he can win. And then let him lose so that you know the other person is one step higher. Um, Andrade been high on him for a while. Uh, was he was basically holding down SmackDown about two years ago. Yeah, you know he was he was on there every night, kind of. He was putting on the Ric Flair match, um, somewhat appropriately, but that that was it. They, he was the most consistent guy they had there, outside of possibly AJ Styles, and. Yeah, this just makes sense. It's it's Apollo's. I hate using the term, but it, it is his time. This is this is the right move to make for using him. And Andrade, if you put somebody in a hot enough feud, they don't need a title. 
and that's what the thing with Garza could end up being. So, gotcha. All right, I think we're all pretty much on the same page here. Again, uh, you know, it should be a good match on the card. But you know what's going to be a great match, guys? The very on the nose uh, greatest wrestling match ever between Bill Bobby. <laughs> we lost them again. First of all, they're using are are they like legit? Are they like legit using the soundtrack from uh, the Greatest Showman? Is that what song they're using every time that pops up? Uh, they should be. Oh man, uh, Edge versus Randy Orton for the very hugely advertised greatest wrestling match ever. I'm sure there's some opinions here. Bill, do I throw it to you first? Do I need to let you kind of? Yeah, uh, Matt, your thoughts. Okay. Um, I mostly agree with this is going to be one of their cinematic, uh, their, their cinematches. I've heard, I've heard, and I can't, and I can't one hundred percent verify. This, I've heard that it was filmed beforehand. Yeah, I, I can see this being like a seven camera ordeal. Um, personally, I, I didn't hate their WrestleMania match. Um, did it? Was it a long match? Yeah. Could they have condensed it? by some but they they did fill those those minutes uh, both these guys are really good and when you take you know the when you have the option of cutting things and spicing together th- this could end up looking like blood sport th- this could end up looking like uh Kumite? yeah <laughs> it's, uh, th- that, that's what this could end up looking like um the reports are this is filmed, by the way. This was pre-filmed, and the buzz coming out is actually supposedly a great match. Hey, that's... It, do you know what? Um, sort of cribbing from uh, something Cody Rhodes said years ago. If you got weeks ahead of time to do this, it better be... He <laughs> would say that about the other organizations that had, you know weeks at a time to get ready for their television I uh so did you guys see the trailer for the new Edge movie called Money Plane I saw the poster I didn't see the trailer I saw so let me let me tell you who's in this movie Kelsey Grammer Joey Lawrence Denise Richards Thomas Jane and Edge just go watch the trailer for Money Plane. You're welcome. Um, okay. That's my positive note about this match. It's, it's um, going through the 90s. It's great. It's like Money Train and Snakes on a Plane, but there's no snakes. But there's still Edge in a ponytail. Uh, and Kelsey Grammer with an AK-47 for some reason. Why not? Um, sure. So, uh, 2020, ladies and gentlemen. 2020. Um... I think it's really, and Edge has even come out and say it's stupid as hell to call it the greatest wrestling match of all time. I mean, it's like the most subjective thing in the world to say ever. It's not Uh, the Tokyo Dome. It ain't seven stars if it ain't the Tokyo Dome, brother. Um, Which there's a great um, Twitter follow. Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer always will say something. And Matt McCarthy, who hosts the We Watch Wrestling podcast, stand-up comic, always responds with, oh, but if it was in the Tokyo Dome, you would love it. But it's a running gag. Um, And you're right. If it wasn't the Tokyo Dome, it would be great. Uh, (laughs) But it's just a ludicrous thing to say. 
And the reason they had to do it was because you just had like a gimmick match, the uh, Last Man Standing match, and now you're following up a Last Man Standing match, which is always a blow off to a feud. So you're like, oh shit, we got to do something. You would think a steel cage match, but now they're like, well, we didn't wrestle. So this is going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. Now, um, Edge, who I love, like, it's also the definition of what's the greatest wrestling match ever. You talk about a technical classic. I mean, neither Edge nor Randy Orton is, you know, Carl Gotch or Luthez or, you know, Jerry Briscoe, you know, uh, Jack Briscoe or any, any of the great, you know, technicians of the world. It's going to be the most hardcore match of all time. They're not Onita and Cactus Jack, you know. It's not going to be the greatest lucha match because those guys don't leave their feet. I mean, it's just it's just how it is, you know. So it's dumb, <laughs> in my opinion, to call it this. And um, I hated that WrestleMania match because it was like 25 minutes too long. Like there's a better story to be told in there. And that's, and if we want to compare it to movies, it's a cinematic match. It's like movies are ruined by it being too long. Like you watch a movie that's 30 to 50 minutes too long. You're like, Oh God, if you had chopped that much out of that movie, there was a better movie in there. Same thing with a wrestling match in my opinion, and especially since there's, it's cinematic. I mean, Randy Orton's probably going to win because fucking Randy Orton so it's like you know he's gonna win he's got you gotta keep Randy strong because I don't know why not Uh, Edge doesn't lose anything by losing and maybe you go for the for the the Trinity at uh, SummerSlam maybe you do the cage match Edge wins there I don't I don't know if I'd want to see a TLC match because given Edge's you know comeback I I don't want to see that um or maybe they do a street fight, and they because they both were in that McFoley, they're both in hellacious career-defining matches with McFoley in a street fight. That would be pretty cool. But yeah, Orton will probably win this one. So he's a better wrestler. Uh, I want these two to move past each other at some point because Edge, I think, has a lot. Like we've seen Edge's promos; they're awesome, and I think like he can do a lot better with other people. Like he can help someone else out. Randy Orton doesn't need the help. This was the getting his feet wet back in wrestling. Like Edge could legitimately help someone. Like um, not, I don't think they'll work together, but Andrade and Edge Andrade feud would do wonders for Andrade. Or Edge Seth Rollins would be cool. Edge Alistair Black would be cool. Uh, Edge Daniel Bryan would be great. There's a lot more stuff than we need to keep rehashing these two. So Randy Orton wins, and as usual, I don't like Randy Orton. So I think he's boring as shit. And he should be a great wrestler. should be a Mount Rushmore guy, but, you know, effort is clutch. Those Edge promos, which I felt like I wrote, there's there there's there's truth in the fiction there guys and if you take that writer's job bill you could actually write those promos just saying man uh no i would be told to write something completely different wow. and then i would just be uh yelled at for sneezing i would wow man wow man bill <laughs> dang man uh i was gonna say bill kept it very very civil I mean, you could also go 
watch the trailer for Money Plane. There it, it is. It'll make everything better. <laughs> Shameless promo for uh, yeah, Money Plane. Um, I'm, trying I, to, I'm trying to get some screeners and interviews out of it. So I was, I, oh, there you go. Okay, I was going to say, because I don't know if we're getting any, uh, anything from WWE right now. But um, I was going to say, Bill, you kept it very, very civil. And then right at the end, you had to, you just had to get that Randy Orton sucks I, out. I, 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 listen, like I said, he should be... A Mount Rushmore guy for WWE, but effort. Bill, not a not a Randy Orton fan. Um, Matt, what? did Matt, did you what pick? He'll yell at me on Twitter for being. And he's more rich than me. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. Um, cool. <laughs> Matt, did you pick a winner? Uh, I didn't, but I'm also going with Randy. He gets the W back. Edge won one. Now Randy's going to win one to you know get his uh, get his steam back. And if they do a third, they do a third. But yeah, yeah, I think that's what we got. Let's let's call it here. I think we have to drink a fist to get through that match. Oh man, there it is. Bill, Bill, tell us how you really feel, man. Uh, I'm going to agree with you guys. I, mean, I think be, I really hold it back. Yeah, wow. It really feels. Um, I'm going to go with Randy on this one. I agree with you guys. Uh, not super excited for this. I'm surprised if they're calling it like the greatest wrestling match ever. I'm expecting like a straight up wrestling match with storytelling. I'm not expecting the pre-tape. I'm not expecting the cinematic thing again because they just kind of did like the cinematic thing at WrestleMania. I wasn't big on that match. I think it just dragged uh, too long. You know, I, I think both those guys bring a lot to the table. Uh, I still have not forgiven Edge for the the Lita thing. I still have not forgiven him for that. So, uh, but also, <laughs> but also, everyone's like, what? It's but like also, ago, yeah, I know. Hey, man, that's, a, <laughs> I can hold the grudge. Just you look like Matt Hardy doesn't mean you have to go, you know, yeah. hold the grudges. Listen, he's married. He's got three kids. He's doing good right now. He's with your boy's private party. You're good, man. He's yeah. all right. All right, guys, let's, let's move it along here. And again, um, yeah, no reason to, to keep this feud going. I, I think we see Edge go on for some more exciting feuds. I like what you're saying about that, Bill. Very well said. Um, let's keep it moving to a guy I'm a big fan of, uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I'm sure you guys have some opinion about Jeff's usage and the storyline. Right now, oh, oh I, the have, uh, I have a little piece of information that's going to really piss you off about that. I'm sure you haven't heard about it. I, I yeah, and I, I think it's okay. It's a, just give it a spoiler warning if it, if it's uh, concerning to tomorrow. It's a spoiler for SmackDown. It's been out there for a few days. Supposedly, Sheamus is going to make him do a pee test to make sure he's sober before he wrestles. WWE 2020, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you knew you knew when the 2K game was bad that this was going to be a weird weird year. Um, Matt, your thoughts on this match, this storyline, um, and how awesome is Jeff's uh, Swanton Bomb going to be at the end when he wins? Um, well, he kind of has to now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, everything else uh, aside... The fact that they started this storyline, if that's what you want to call it, um, was it roughly a, a week after um, the dark side of the ring where they highlight how they did the same thing to uh, Hawk yeah. from Legion of Doom, which, which they you know, didn't stop them before doing it with Jeff Hardy and CM Punk, or Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe, and I'm sure there's one or two that I'm missing in there somewhere. Uh, 
it's oddly enough, the one who got it off the easiest was Jake Roberts when uh, Steve Austin was badgering him. And that turned out best for everybody. But, yeah, yeah like I said, if, if he's, if he's going to go through this, he, he's got to he's, he's gotta come out on top. Um, Sheamus, you know, since he's come back, which nobody thought he was coming back, it, it's a little weird. You know, like, what, what did... Do they even know what to do with them? Uh, they didn't for a long time before anyway. So... This the bar was his best thing for a while. Yeah, the, the bar was great, and it really highlighted the fact that... One, guy's got like seven finishers. His entire move set is finishers. <laughs> and, and two was, you know... He was one of those cases of right guy, right place, wrong time when they tried to push him to the moon way too early, throw every belt they could on him, and the the guy's pretty solid out there. He's at least very safe. He's one hell of a base Uh, when I I watch him. So this one could go either way because I almost want to say, is it going to (laughs) matter? What what are either of them doing from here? What's the... uh, What's the build here? Is this just... This would have to be seen as something just to elevate Jeff. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Do you have have an official pick, though? uh, I gotta go with Jeff because that's the only thing that would make sense. Which means it's almost 50-50 that's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting um, because... You, I mean, again, how many chances do you get? And Jeff's my guy, like uh, one of my favorites, one of the reasons I'm into it. You know, behind Mysterio, he was a, another kind of lightning rod for me uh, towards getting into this business outside of Vax 20 years of in trying to get me into it. Um, but I, I thought the storyline in itself was, yeah, obviously in bad taste. That being That being said, I thought, like... Oh, maybe they're doing something like where he's 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 owning it, or maybe something. This is going to turn into something like, like not a not like a PSA or like you know like some sort of message or something like that. But it, it wasn't that. It wasn't, and um, I think they were trying to get kind of cute. And I just think the timing was wrong. I think it was in bad taste, and um, I think yeah, this thing's going to end sooner than later. Uh, I see Jeff having a ton of momentum. They were, you know, he was rumored at WrestleMania to beat Goldberg. I'd seen several reports of that. I don't know how true that was, but I, I saw. Uh, it. He was between him and um, Strowman. Strowman. Yeah, which to, which again surprises me a lot. So uh, I think is Jeff Strowman on, is Strowman on this card. Yeah, he's fighting Miz, think... Miz and Morrison. We'll, we'll do that next. He's fighting. Oh wow! Hey hey ho ho! Show you how much I paid attention. Hey, man. Um, but your thoughts on this match, Bill? I'm going to go Jeff for the win. So, Matt brings up a lot of interesting points because you could easily see Sheamus winning and they just keep uh, building on this downward spiral of Jeff Hardy to eventually build him back up. I don't want to see that because I think what they need to do, I almost would love to see kind of how they were doing with... Um, Sorry to bring it up. AEW was doing it with Dustin Rhodes leading into his match with Cody. It was like the one last ride. And Jeff even mentioned in some promos, like, I don't have that much time left. I think he's got like a year or so left on his contract with WWE. So, I mean, like, 
there is a great inspirational storyline of him once again turning himself around after being down so many times going after the U.S. title or going after the the, the, the smack the WWE title I mean there is money to, always money to be made with Jeff Hardy and uh, getting the people behind him showing that like you know how many and like you could you could still bring this up like how many times I've screwed up and done wrong and you know, my body's broken down but I need this because I am going to prove to everyone once and for all I can overcome my demons and I want to show the fans and my fans that yes you can stumble yes you can fall but yes you can keep getting back up you can keep you can be successful there's a powerful message in there that I think that um, not WWE exploiting but they're promoting and that that, that has a very genuine it will come from a very genuine place and i think people will get behind it and i think that's the way they should go but it's still very similar to Seamus could still win and we just go down the dark path there i'm gonna go jeff hardy i think the bar is gonna reunite uh they already teased it a little bit i think they should uh, it's just like cesaro has just been a rudderless guy Seamus has been super rudderless put them back together you have some new teams in there um, make that happen. I don't know if we're going to have a draft or a shuffle coming up anytime soon, but hey man, the bar against the Viking Raiders, the bar against the Street Profits, that's not a bad thing. Uh, the bar against Miz and Morrison would be really good. I mean, the bar the bar has good matches because, you know, Matt, what's the saying? They don't just set the bar. They are the bar. We are the bar. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the way I would do it, but, you know, I, it was also that storyline was a way to get Elias out because Elias is like super injured, so he uh, yeah. tore his uh, pec. So, um, so he that day to get to write him off. Um, yeah, so That's I don't gruesome. know. It is very gruesome. So I'm gonna go Jeff Hardy, man. Yeah, safe pick on that one. And we talked a little bit about it already, but let's jump into it. Braun Strowman, the Universal Champion. Now, again, I don't see the Fiend on this card either, taking on uh, John Morrison and The Miz. I kind of saw how this came about a little bit. Um, I think The Miz took on Strowman one-on-one when Morrison was mouthing off a few weeks ago, and it just turned into this two-on-one handicap match. I I believe it is for the championship. And uh, I'm just going to say Braun retains here. I don't know why this is a match. Um, Because they got nothing better right now. They beat The Fiend quick. Um, there wasn't a prolonged story there. Miz is, Miz is never not going to be great in a main event role, in my opinion. True. Perennial guy you can always put in there. Morrison ain't no joke. Um, they aren't really pushing the tag teams. I mean, they're still the tag champs, uh, so they're not really pushing that too hard. Um, New day. It's, New not day. A bad, it's not a bad stopgap feud or stopgap match. It'll be it'll be entertaining. Sure, Braun will win. Braun won the tag titles with the with the kids, so I mean, you know, come on, he could be the tag champs. Uh, I don't know who Braun's next guy is going to be. I don't know who that next feud is. Maybe it's Jeff Hardy. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like they haven't developed what's happening there. And with the Fiend, I said a few months ago before the Royal Rumble, he was ice cold. They built him back up, and I believe he is currently hanging out in the freezer right now, where Matt Hardy is currently changing into Damascus. So, um, but I think, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's ice cold right now. So no idea what's going to happen. And a uh, great mention of Nicholas, uh, the streak lives on at WrestleMania. Want to know. All right, Matt, your thoughts. Unless, on- Bro- unless Brock Lesnar comes back. 
Matt, your thoughts? I, I, I have a visual of Brock Lesnar brutalizing a child, and for some reason I'm laughing about it. Uh, <laughs> they beat up Dominic. Fair enough. <laughs> Who's uh, inching closer and closer to being a full time at WWE? I'm excited uh, about it. Uh, yeah, I'm actually with Rob. Like, uh, this is just a case of, like I said, why is this happening? I think it's just because, well, we have the pieces. Um, we don't know if they all go together, but they're all really good pieces. And um, sometimes you end up with Hawaiian pizza when you do that, and sometimes you get a just awful pile of garbage. Um, except Some people these guys... that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Let me know where those people live. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I won't be sending you a Christmas card this year with my return address on it. No, um... Uh, like I said, the Miz, always great. Braun, you'll never catch me, even in the early days when he was green and people were wondering why he wasn't a multi-time champ, you know, when he had, you know, as soon as he took the black sheep mask off. And, you know, you're never going to catch me saying that he's not something special. Morrison, did, I, I don't even care about the abs. He's got that hair at his age. I just feel terrible watching that. Um, keep looking smug, Bill. <laughs> no, I no, no, just think of like the slow motion. He teaches you even more with the slow motion and the oh, wind yeah, and everything. Man, <laughs> which still works. It's, it's still a good uh, still a good gimmick entrance. Uh, but again, this is... And I always hate the devaluing of... We brought up Nicholas. Just the idea of like... Hey, Bobby Heenan used to always say that was how you get the, that's how you got heat for your big strong babyface champion. Two one man can't beat two men unless it's for the past ten years when any time we feel like it, somebody who's in the main event picture can just beat the tag team champs out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah not not just a tag, not just two on one, not just two guys who work together and are coordinated. The champions of those two-man teams that work together all the time and are coordinated, yeah, they can lose. Uh, even Braun Strowman, I mean, they got to book him like Andre after this if they don't, in order for that to make sense. And I'll see it happen. I think this is a good way just to bring Nicholas back into the fold. I mean, that, that I'd be Never. excited for that. I He's loved done. it. I thought that was a great moment. I, and it Matt, was a great, you know what? Is that, fun. That's where it did work. It was a great moment. It was a great fun. Uh, you know why it didn't work for me? Because I was like dead set it was going to be Rey Mysterio. True, true. When they set it up, I'm like, it's going to be Rey Mysterio. He's going to have this huge return. It's going to be so awesome. No one's going to see it coming. It's going to be like parties came back. It's so great. And it's just like, here's a child. Chive. No, you know it's man. like he's like the guy from Ghostbusters too. Chive, hey, Chive. You know, it's like, it's like shut up. He just like kidnapped, he just kidnapped the kid for a short term period and brought. He was basically Harambe for a minute. And wow, is too soon. Yeesh. It's always too soon. Oh, I hate okay. that oh boy. Um. Oh uh, uh, yeah. It's just like I don't know, man. That's what I mean. It was like it was just it's a bad. It's just it's so. It was a good. 
good moment. Feel good moment. It didn't work for the story so much. I I re- see. I'm in I'm in the minority. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great moment. Not to get too off track here, but the tweet. You remember this, Matt? The tweets afterwards. We were <laughs> crying, laughing. That was great. Nicholas test positive for Flintstones kids <laughs> vitamins. Stripped of the time, like. All right, I digress though, but that I really enjoyed. I thought that was very outside the box. I like those curveballs sometimes. But anyway, I digress. I can go on and on about Nicholas. The streak lives on. Let's keep going here uh, for a match that I'm very Curtis excited about. Still in the Royal Rumble, by the way. So we're talking yeah. about streaks going on. Yeah, right. She had to be eliminated. So um, let's talk about the women's tag team championship match, one that I'm excited for. We have uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, the new champs, versus Little Miss Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics, my close personal friends. Uh, I think this is the only belt change we're going to see here. I do kind of like the women's tag belts being kind of that hot potato um, course here because uh, the winner of this match goes on to defend those titles this coming Wednesday on NXT versus Shotzi and um, Tegan, Bill. So I'm excited for that. So I'm I'm hey. going to say I think that's a great team up. Like Tegan and, and Shotzi, they had some great tandem yeah. offense already uh, at NXT in your house takeover. So I'm excited for that, like that this match actually has like a consequence. I'm going to say definitely a, a heel team wins the titles or retains the titles here to go on to face this face team in NXT. So that narrows it down to the Iconics and Bailey and Sasha Banks. I think the way you get the most out of this is you put the belts on the the Iconics who have made this return. They go to NXT and then lose the belts to uh, Shotzi and Tegan. I think that would be really... Yeah, I know no one sees it happen. I think that would be really fun. But don't forget, they did tease, uh, which broke our our friend Josh's uh, heart over in Australia. Uh, They talked... They tease kind of like the breakup of the Iconics. I hope they don't do it, but we saw that slap, that little moment. Uh, so I'm going to go with the belt definitely switching here. This is going to be the only title change of the night, and I'm going to go with the, I'm not going to do it, Iconics. Bill, I see you shaking your head no. What do you got? I would love it if the Iconics won. I really would. I think they work hard. I don't think there's any reason they should have been on off the TV that long. They're super entertaining, so much fun. But I, I don't think it's their. T- I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, you already saw them eat the pin on Monday, and unless they back into it, I can't see it again happening. Something's going to happen because it all depends on what they want to do with Bailey and Sasha. I think because it's like we've been. Is, are they ever going to fight? Are they going to be friends forever? Is this like, well, we also thought that was going to happen with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, and that never happened. We keep thinking it's going to happen with uh, Sasha and Bailey. It never happens. Um, so I also think, given the ratings, because WWE is, uh, they are some petty bitches. So they're going to be like, you know, we need the big name. And it's a better named match, too, for what's going to put more eyes on NXT on Wednesday? Is it going to be Iconics versus Shotzi and Tegan for the titles or Bailey and Sasha versus Shotzi and Tegan? Bailey and Sasha versus Shotzi and Tegan, first off, that's that's such a good match, man. That is just like those styles, their styles will work really, really well in the ring together. Um, and remember, this is also like Sasha and Bailey were like, we want to defend it everywhere. We want to go to NXT UK. You want to go to NXT? And they never got the chance. So I really think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a, a retain here, and maybe down the road they lose. They lose 
the titles, which leads to the Mega Powers colliding at SummerSlam. But I'm going to go for a retain here because they also haven't had the belts for very long. It's a good. It's a good point concerning Wednesday having Sasha and Bailey being the ones to go in NXT. Man, I, I can't argue with that on that point. But I'm hoping it's the Iconics. I'd love to see them back on NXT. Uh, Matt, are you going to go Bliss Cross and just totally divide us here? What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yes, really? Yes. Uh, you, really? You knew me well enough, long enough to know that's what I was going to do. <laughs> uh, no, you guys both made really good, articulate points for the other two. Uh, I'm going to choose, uh, you know, Bliss Cross Applesauce purely for contrarian reasons. Just sure. to round it out. That's the, Wow. <laughs> I, I, I can't articulate why I think that would work. I think that they, you know, them going to the NXT uh, to defend it would be you know, comparable to uh, Bailey and Sasha as far as yep. the, the fan base they have that interest wise and uh, it's more like eh, why the hell not I can see them just you know taking three quarters in the back and flipping it an odd man out that's a <laughs> <laughs> wow they, they could do uh, bubblegum uh, bubblegum in a dish when they get to <laughs> wow I, I could see that happen too oh man uh, well, we'll see what happens. I am excited for that match, though. And I believe uh, this would be the last one that is announced as of today. And this would be the WWE Championship uh, title match. Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley now. And uh, Lashley kind of utilizing that master lock full Nelson now. They're, they're kind of booking very strong. But uh, I see... Um no talk less, Claymore. Drew McIntyre retains here. I hope uh, he holds on the belt until there's a time where he can come out and there's a, a stadium of people that can cheer for him. Uh, and you know my thoughts on McIntyre as a face, uh, but he's slowly winning me over, and I, I think there's no question that he retains here. Simple as that. Matt, your thoughts? You know what? I am going to throw out uh, – I'm going to go with uh, Bobby on this one. Wow. Um, it's, it's a quick turnaround – from Drew winning it at uh, WrestleMania, which, again, in front of an actual stadium full of people, probably would have been an amazing pop for that. But Bobby is, let's face it, they have really just screwed up Bobby Lashley ever since he came back from Impact. What's going on now with him and with MVP? It has my attention. Um, he, he's a guy who kind of he needs a mouthpiece um, historically he always has uh, always had somebody out there with him uh, this is this is probably the most uh, excited I've been for Bobby Lashley since he fought Wes Sims in Bellator I mean that's uh, Did he yeah that's 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 where I'm at. actually it was the post fight press conference where Wes Sims threatened to beat him up after just getting beaten up, but that's besides the point. Uh, I that's very interesting because like this is the most interesting Lashley has been since his beatdown clan days in, in Impact, where he was with MVP. Um, I don't know who's... Uh, the, see, the thing is, it's like, okay, so where? who's next for Drew if he beats Bobby? And I don't know who that is. Neither do they. Um, it could be Seth, or it could be Aleister Black. Now, if it's going to be Aleister Black, it makes a little more sense for it to be Bobby Lashley as the champ. 
and then you know, if, but if it's going to be uh, what you call it, it's going to be Seth. It's going to be you know Drew going over. Um, I'm going to stick with Drew, although Matt, you make one hell of an argument, man. You're like I, I never say you're swaying me, man, because that's Rob's line. But like that's a very convincing argument. I hate the fact they have the master lock as the finish because it's oh, just like terrible. it's just like that is a w, such a WWE thing to do. Let's make this very basic move the most devastating move in the world. Put them in the torture rack. Why not? I mean, we, no one's used the torture rack and, since Lex Luger. Okay, so legitimate world class athlete. Yeah, let's just give him a full Nelson. Like, yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Incredibly athletic. Bobby Lashley could also use a submission too. I mean, he's a mixed martial artist. I mean, he's he's no joke when it comes to that stuff. So he could, he's actually got a good. I think he's got actually a very good record in MMA. Um, he could he could have a submission hold. And man, do you think of a guy that big having a submission hold? How like a, like? And I'm not talking a full Nelson. I'm talking like a choke or like a leg lock or something like that. Be way more devastating, way more impressive, in my opinion. But I don't work there and tell him it finishes. So it's, I'm, I'm going to go, sorry, uh, I'm going to go Drew McIntyre just because they've continually screwed up Bobby Lashley and I just can't see them correcting their mistakes right now. Because I feel like there's a Lana thing in there and that's just, I think there's like Lana's going to get a guy to go after him and I think that's where we're going to see this Bobby go and I, Jesus Christ if it's Lars Sullivan I will just stop watching WWE uh, because that would be so terrible but there is actually good talent that she could bring in and manage like oh go ahead they can go at it I think that'd be cool so I'm gonna go Drew uh, I have a question before we sign off is I thought AJ Daniel Bryan was gonna be on their show or is that the main event of Smackdown it might be Smackdown maybe it's Smackdown because I'm, I'm not seeing it on yeah. The- yeah, there's a couple, and we were saying earlier, you know, I thought we'd see Seth Alistair on this. You know, it looks like they're building towards a, a Ray Seth feud moving forward, or a Ray or a Dominic Seth moving forward. It's it's all over the place. Let's be honest here. Um, uh, it's not being safe for backlash. Yeah, that's what people are saying. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna have it on SmackDown. Probably for the best. It's an unbelievable match, according to whatculture.com. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, two of the best in the world. It should be. It's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely it should be. And uh, just going back to Drew real quick, another thing is, you know, how many people have beaten Brock Lesnar, like, in the WWE? Probably less than 10 people, honestly. And uh, Drew Drew pretty much, like destroyed him at wrestlemania if i remember correctly uh so i don't I, that's another reason i don't see lashley getting it here but the way things are you know 2020 you never know what's gonna happen so um guys thanks for coming on thank you for a few minutes um and you know maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised by uh, this backlash pay-per-view or maybe they're just saving some tricks up their sleeves for SummerSlam. so um little shameless promo before we get out of here. Uh, you know, we all write for this amazing site called thepopbreak.com. Bill, tell us a little bit about the site where we can follow everyone, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, check out thepopbreak.com every day. We're, we're getting, but we took some time off. Uh, given everything going on in the world, I just didn't feel it was appropriate, really, to be posting reviews of, like, Space Force. You know, I, I just felt like... <laughs> bigger things in the world needed attention so we are back to posting full-time uh television music movies comic books wrestling podcasts all that stuff the popbreak.com at popbreak.com on twitter forward slash popbreak.com on facebook 
um, uh, crap. Uh, Instagram is at thepopbreak.com. And, you know, we've been post, uh, pushing a lot of, like, you know, charitable organizations and stuff for, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, Pride. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good we could do in the world right now, um, peacefully. And I think we all can agree that we all, everyone could be better people. So there's plenty of places you could help do that and plenty of resources you can learn how to just be a better person. Because as Bill and Ted said, and Bill and Ted, one, two, and three, be excellent to each other. There it is. All right. And party on, dude. Yeah. And party on, dude. And I say that also because Matt wrote up the trailer. <laughs> you did. Matt, where can everyone follow you on Twitter and see all those delicious uh, ribs and brisket that you're cooking up? And I'm waiting for I'm uh, waiting for King Corbin to like your uh, meat tweets over there. Uh, do you know what? I've, uh, I've got to throw a uh, Boston butt on the smoker this weekend probably. Get, uh, get up and going maybe. Make some cornbread with that. Oh, uh, oh, I, I, I will post. The, <laughs> I will post those pictures uh, on the regular Twitter account. Uh, a anti smart, you know, at a anti smart, uh, or you can just find me uh, on Pop Break or the Bob Culture Podcast uh, on the regular. You know how we do, uh, it? Matt. You'll be you'll be appreciative of this. I got I have a griddle at home on my grill, and I just put the, got the breakfast set with the bacon press. Egg, the egg molds, and I got the the <laughs> uh, retractable like pancake like batter just to oh, spread out the griddle. Oh, they just squeeze them out. Made yourself Yeah. Not even gonna do McGriddles, just straight up pancakes. So try that first, man. So it's gonna be uh, gonna be a hell of a time this this week, and I will post those uh, as well nice. so you can see them. I expect you guys to post all those pictures. I can't wait. Guys, gentlemen, thank you for a few minutes. I hope to see you in person one day. Guys, stay healthy, stay positive. <laughs>